welcome everybody once again to a safe place podcast and we're joined by a lovely special guest today which is Avali jones hello Avila. hello how are you doing very well thank you good and we've got craig in the studio again and Avali jones is a relationship and psychosexual therapist is that correct Avila? that's right andy okay so talk to us Avali, about what it is that you actually do day to day okay so day to day I meet with couples or individuals and we go through different relationship um, issues that might be impacting presently or historically. I've got, yeah. On their relationships or potential future relationships that they might be in. So we look at those underlying themes that might keep presenting themselves. You know, some people see patterns throughout their relationships and we help to like pick that apart and explore what's really going on there. Uh, one of the things I've felt in my relationships sometimes that can trigger me is, you know, when you have those feelings of not being enough or desired okay. or wanted, and then you feel that that trigger or that, it's probably a touch of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And the ways I've dealt with that in the past is to uh, withdraw myself, which okay. causes issues in the relationship. Is that something that you come mm. across? It's really, um, really a common thread, actually, because yeah. often I get clients to kind of separate out how much of what's going on is your stuff yeah. and how much is it the relationship stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's a really good place to start because we bring our stuff from childhood, previous relationships, yeah. and often we're responding to that and kind yeah. of linking that to the current relationship. Yeah. So it's always useful to separate out what's my stuff and what's the relationship. And then you know what you're working with yeah. as a starting point. So and I see you actually project your own stuff mm. into a relationship and then you find out that's not what the other partner thinks at all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's, that, that happens quite a lot because often we make assumptions around what our partners, um, you know, what we think our partners know about us or, or what our expectations are. And often if those assumptions aren't communicated, you kind of go off thinking your thing, they go off thinking their yes. thing, and no one knows what the reality is, yeah, you know, so. It's those things, the idea of those assumptions that mm-hmm. we assume that the other person should know how we're feeling mm-hmm. and that we assume we uh, they should know how to deal and, yep. and fix our problems mm-hmm. for us in a sense, don't mm-hmm. we? So in terms of, let's let's bring it around to, so we're talking about relationships and obviously a big fundamental aspect of relationship is sex, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So... Do you have many people come to you with uh, trying to resolve some sexual issues that mm, they have? Yeah, a whole host of difficulties clients yeah. face. And I think it's difficult because it's, particularly for men, I think it's it's just a topic, if there's a problem that you're not necessarily going to talk to your guy friends about. And so a lot of um, the guys I see in particular, the, the biggest step is about kind of normalising what they're feeling because they yeah. they're, they're the only ones that are struggling with whatever the, the dysfunction yeah. is. So, you know, normalising what they're feeling and kind of getting better and understanding of it. Is, That's is a lovely really point, normalising it. Because yeah. usually the, when people, as men ourselves, and we've I've been through certain situations mm. to do with, uh, as a man, you want to be a good performer, don't you? So there's pressure on your shoulders that you want to perform while during sex. And obviously with that pressure comes a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And people that I've spoke with as a therapist before is that when someone's dealing with that anxiety, they think that there's something wrong with them, uh, with their body not performed mm. correctly, but usually it's always going on what's going on upstairs, isn't it? Big time. And so when people do come, particularly with um, issues around sex, yeah, the first step I say, have you spoken to your GP? So once we've ruled out any kind of medical yeah. aspects, we know what we're working with. And it's, you know, it's often it is in your head, in yeah. a, literally in your head. So it's about, uh, you know, kind of identifying the anxiety and what's kind of maintaining the problem. Yes. You know? Yeah, I understand what that. Does, um, what do you find? Is there a, 
uh, a common thing that causes these disorders? Uh, like you're talking there that you want to be sexually confident. I was never taught how to be sexually confident. It wasn't sex was never spoken was about. I taught you. <laughs> that's, that's where I went wrong. I, I listened to his advice uh, three divorces later. <laughs> but the um, you parents don't speak mm. about sex ever, do they? No. I, I got a really tough lesson about sex, which was I thought it was wrong, I thought it was bad. Hey, yep. So then you've got to try and catch up those years mm. in the relationships. Mm. And that is a big part of when we do psychosexual therapy. We do something called a history take yeah. before the work in itself even begins. And with the history take, we look at those things, family backgrounds, how yeah. did you learn about sex, you know, attitudes around your body and acceptance and that stuff. So we get a good picture of, um, again, your ideals and what you're bringing into relationships and how you see yourself and your body. And those past relationships or those past difficult experiences creates almost like a mental map. Mm. And that map is full of places where they want to go and places mm. where they don't go. Mm -hmm. And usually the suffering comes from an old mental map that was created through someone experiencing something difficult around sex. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go there anymore. And actually that limits them from having that fulfilling, mm -hmm. happy relationship mm -hmm. and sex life in a sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You was talking there, Rock Craig, about uh, what you learnt wrong. Do you feel yeah. comfortable enough to go there and maybe talk about what it was that you learnt what was wrong about sex? So, you know, there's a big thing at the moment where I think that porn is a massive problem mm -hmm. with yeah. sexual relationships. I think it desensitises you to natural making love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, my experience was being found with a porn video in my possession as a teenager yeah. And my mum reacting really badly and never having a father figure to speak me through that this was quite a normal thing. You're experimenting and you're doing what your friends are doing. Yeah. So I looked at it and I thought that I was doing something really horrible, disgusting, bad. And that reaction was mm. to be attracted to the opposite sex was actually wrong. So I was very confused for years after this. And then later on, this develops the sexual problems, lack of confidence, yeah. uh, relationship problems. So uh, that was the bad lesson which my mum unconsciously passed down. And, yeah. you know, through her probably experience of never being told about it. Yeah. My thing now for my child is when he gets to that age, I'm going to be very open about sexuality, yeah. about feelings to opposite sex, same sex, whatever it tends to be. Yeah. And I'm going to try and teach my children good lessons that it's okay to want to have sex with somebody else. That's okay. That's a yeah. natural thing as you become a teenager and get older and teach them safe sex. And, and that's the beautiful thing in a sense, people come to see you, Avalise, that they haven't got that awareness of where their problems are, come from. And Craig's got that awareness now. And that's the beautiful thing about what you do is you're making people conscious of where some of those difficult experiences yeah. began, where they created those dif difficulties within their psyche and what that currently leads to a problem within mm -hmm. their, their relationship right now, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. How, how fulfilled do you feel about, how good does it feel to know that you've made a difference to people's lives, Avila? Do you know what? It's such a good feeling because yeah. you can almost throughout the work, you can see, you could you could see those light bulbs going on that, yeah, and yeah. that, you know, that, aha moment in terms of, okay, this makes sense. And yeah. I think once you can get to a place where you're not having any judgment 
yes. towards yourself or your, your feelings and your be, you know your behaviors and in some instances then you can almost begin the work and begin that healing because you're not it's not heavy with judgment and yeah. and that kind of stuff yeah and and let's look at the, posing a little bit more of an eye on the idea of the roles that we stereotypically mm. think we have to be Chocolate. as a man or as a woman mm. what are some of those roles that you think women carry with them in mm. terms of sex or relationships avala yeah so i think for women as well it's you know <laughs> i think often if there's difficulties for example with their partner they they you know internalize that is there something wrong with me yes. am i not enough yeah. you know and and often you know the reality is it's not about them in 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 no. many ways it's about what's going on for their partner so it's about challenging all those expectations that we need as women to to be everything yeah you know yeah absolutely and it, you know what we don't have to be everything mm. do we we're human mm-hmm. sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be as you say when you look at pornography you have to be the ultimate porn star to make somebody yeah. happy and a woman has to be the ultimate pleaser mm-hmm. and it's like you both go into a relationship in a sense with these flaws mm-hmm. which are perfectly normal and natural and you can own it and say well this is this is who I am mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with me let's try and work yeah. together to resolve these problems together and i think that's a really good point because yeah. when couples when individuals come to psychosexual therapy, I'm like, so where's your partner? Yeah. And they're at home. It's not, it's not their problem. It's my problem. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's so significant because the reality is even if it's, you know, you with the presenting issue, yes. it's an issue for the couple. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And so it's, it's, I'm like, come on, bring, you know, can they come along? Can they engage in the process at some point? Because it's about actually looking at this, not as my problem, but actually as, as something that's impacting on the relationship. It is. They're not individual anymore. No. That, that relationship yeah. with two people, they're one in the same exactly. person in a sense, aren't So they? it's about, can, can we as a couple work through this as opposed yeah. to seeing it as your problem and you go and sort yourself out in yeah. a sense? So that, that's uh, one tip then straight away, mm. communication. Uh, I've been in and heard about this quite a lot when you're in a relationship and the other person wants something and the other person wants something else. But because they're not communicating, mm. they're not getting the solution. Or no. They're just getting frustrated. And mm. then in the worst case scenario, if you are not having a healthy sexual relationship and you're not communicating, then this is where the, the relationship is going to break down. And mm. we're seeing a lot of relationships now are over. They're, they're falling in love with other people straight away, mm-hmm. very quickly. And it's like... We can fix this in the relationship, yep. can't we? Yeah. If we communicate and say, right, here's all my cards on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give anybody else any more tips that seems to work for couples that are struggling? Mm-hmm. I think, so the communication is a really, really good yeah. point. Yeah, because, so that was number one. Yeah, because again, you, you end up making so many, so many assumptions. So I think it's very important within relationships not to make assumptions because yeah. particularly in long-term relationships, sometimes we can think, oh, we've been together a long time. You should know what I need. And that's not the reality. No. So it's about being in a place where you're kind of ongoing, having this ongoing curiosity around, okay, I wonder what's going on for you and be curious yes. around what's going on for your partner. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. You know? And when we look at the idea of obviously communication is a big one that Craig brought up and, and Avalis confirmed as a, a good way to resolve some issues that occur in relationships. The other one is uh, looking at realising that you, yourself and your partner are ultimately looking for fulfilment, mm. to feel safe, to mm-hmm. feel wanted, to feel needed. 
And the dark side to that, I believe, is the idea that that brings a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It's like, yeah. I've got to fulfil somebody. And it's like, how much can you even fulfil yourself? <laughs> it's, it's just unrealistic. It is, The yeah. reality is, in some aspects, your partner's just not going to meet your expectations no. or your needs. And it's about, okay, so how can I be responsible for my needs in that area? How can I get my own yeah. emotional needs met, you know, and not put that expectation yeah. on your partner to meet those needs? Yeah. yeah. You know? The one thing that I learned that was a really good tip was um, the female brain is completely different to the man's brain. So when I was talking to a female and not getting the answers that I wanted, I thought in my head, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This is not the reaction that I want. Then I did some sort of alpha male video watching and how to get better in talking to women and and understanding women and I realize, and while you're doing that in a sense you're looking to fulfill yourself you're looking to find a way of fulfilling himself better mm-hmm. by learning well I just you? I wanted to be in a relationship that was mm. comfortable for yeah. once you know what I mean like where we could uh, have a Hollywood film okay. romance oh, you know that's what I mean? another bad thing isn't it <laughs> yeah thinking so that everything's Hollywood that's it and, and thinking mm-hmm. why does that film portray love like that? And in the truth of the matter is, God, it's a lot what of What was you expecting, like butterflies and little birds to land on yeah. his shoulder and that and I sink would, and dance? I would start the day with that song, actually, Why Do Birds? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is, the mm. I understood that the female is not going to say the things that I want mm-hmm. and they're coming from a different perspective. That's if a I good could, point. If I could learn that perspective, I could be a better uh, well, man... Well, when you talk, that's that's a really good point. That's a giving point, which is nice. How can I be a better man for her rather oh, yeah. than how can I fulfil my own needs? What can I do to change to be more fulfilling to her? Which is quite a nice way to approach mm-hmm. it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But in terms of looking at that, so when you talk about the difference in brains, right, is is this true, Avli, right? And I've heard it a few times that when a woman's got a problem, right, my instinct is to go, right, this is what you got to do. That's what you're going to have to do next, mm-hmm. and that's how you're going to resolve it. And what I've found in relationships is when I do that, I seem to really piss them off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they they just – what I've learned is I heard from this from some guru. Uh, he said women want to just feel like you're hearing them and feeling and understanding that's the predicament. It. Big time. And yeah. I think, you know, and I think that is a common – in terms of gender differences, yeah. that's, you know, that's up there in, in yeah. one of the most pronounced ones because you know, men kind of do want to fix and problem solve. And yes. that's the, you know, that's kind of how you guys approach Work. things. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is the best thing you can do, you know, in a relationship sometimes is just acknowledge Yes. acknowledge you know you know if you if you, your partner comes in and they're going off in a situation what you need to really be doing is saying you know I can, wow i can imagine that's difficult for you i hear what that's like and and let's flip it why can't the women come to us <laughs> and go you know what i don't want you to empathize with me today i want you to tell me how to fix it i'm going to follow it through and make you feel enough but know that you've got the, the answer to the problems <laughs> But Andy, that's, that comes back again to knowing within your relationship, yeah, does, what yeah. does my partner need from me? Yeah. And so you can't have these conversations when you're midway through an argument that I needed, I need no. this from you. Yes. It's when you guys are in a good place talking about actually, what do you need from me yeah. from the relationship? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And when she, uh, my girlfriend uh, brings me an Ikea flat pack cupboard 
and she tells me all about it and she's going for the manual. I know that she just wants me to listen to her. She doesn't want me to actually mm. fix it or fit it up. She okay. doesn't want me to build it whatsoever. <laughs> That's why the flat packs are all stored in his cupboard at home. <laughs> she just wants me to listen to her, go through that instruction manual. Mm. So, so Everly, when we're looking <laughs> yeah. at uh, people now that are definitely going through, and it's a very normal, again, we highlight the fact it's normal to go through psychosexual issues in relationships. It's normal to have issues within relationships. Mm. And people are listening now and thinking... Oh, communication. That's a good thing. Maybe I need to communicate more. Now, the interesting bit is is that some people fear communication. Mm. And what we've got to try and make people aware of is is when they think they have to communicate, there's going to be a natural bit of anxiety because communication means vulnerability, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. So they're feeling vulnerable and we need to tell people that they have to transcend through that anxiety in a sense. Is realise that that brick wall of anxiety that's stopping them communicating is actually limiting them for having mm-hmm. a more fulfilling relationship, isn't mm-hmm. it? Most definitely. And it's knowing, well, I'm anxious about communicating, but you know, what um, what outcome am I trying to avoid? Yes, yes. So often, what is it that you don't want as an outcome in terms of you know communicating yes. that you're avoiding? So drilling, are you f- afraid they're going to leave or you know, yes. there's going to be conflict? What result are you avoiding? Yeah, you know, absolutely. What result are you avoiding? Ultimately, when we look at it, it's frightening to feel vulnerable, mm-hmm. isn't it? And to really put your heart on the line and walk through all of those fears and anxieties about what vulnerability, vulnerability means. Because a lot of us learned that when we was vulnerable as kids, we wasn't really accepted. Mm-hmm. We was told to be different. Mm-hmm. So we've learned vulnerability to be a dangerous thing. And actually, in a sense, if you can own your vulnerability is a beautiful aspect of human mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. And open up, something beautiful might happen yeah. within the relationship, mm-hmm. mightn't it? Yeah. I think uh, you see a lot of relationships as well, don't you? Where it's um, there's a lot of elements to it, isn't there? There's money worries, there's mm-hmm. children. The uh, oh yeah, a man and a woman now has to work uh, when the other one comes in to look after the children. The other one's going out to mm-hmm. work, so yeah. it's like where are they getting that time? And I often say this: uh, I've got a brother who's got four children. And I say to him and his girlfriend, you need to still have a date night and you're not doing that at the moment. And this is very important because it's take hard away to find the, that time, isn't it? Take away the children and all that time and effort you give to them. Where is your relationship that created these children? Do you know what I mean? And um, that's why we can't advocate Avalie Jones enough in terms of people who are going through things to come and sit down and speak to her and, and Avalie's expertise will point them all in the right direction. Avalie Jones, it's been beautiful speaking to you today, all right? Great, thank you. All right, so thank, thank you very much. Okay.